Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you. How you love me. This is Helpful Answers to Hard Questions. This is Cade. And this is Tyler. Cool, cool. We are here another week. I think this is session four of our uh, series that we're doing with you guys where we're just taking some questions that you might be dealing with in, in regards to faith and culture and how those two things collide with each other and, um, and, and trying to give us biblical responses to these questions that are causing you trouble. Now, uh, this week's question comes from one of our students, and um, and guys, you know, if, if you have a question for us, it does not have to be one of our students. It can be anybody. We would love to hear from you. Um, just get in contact with me or Tyler in any way possible, Facebook, email, all of that stuff. We'd love to hear from you. But this week's question, um, we have one that we are uh, answering that is saying the following, what do you do when you feel stuck in your faith? What do you do when you feel stuck in your faith? I think this is a, a appropriate question, right? Uh, because I think it's an honest question, a vulnerable question. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like this is this is saying like, hey, you know, I have faith. So we're we're taking the assumption that this person has faith because they're talking about, hey, I'm stuck in it. So I was once doing well in it, but now I'm struggling with it. So therefore, we're 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 supposing that they have faith. But what do we do when we feel stuck? And I um I think that's a great question because I think a lot of us, all of us, if we're honest with ourselves, have been in this place in our in our walk with Christ where we have felt stuck. And so like I, I think we have uh some answers to those, uh to that question in regards to all right, here's why you might feel stuck and here's what we can do to get you out of this stuck stage. But before we do that, I want to read some scripture. Just to, if this is you out there, if you're like, man, that is so me right now. I just feel stuck in my faith. I, I, I just feel like I'm not going anywhere. I feel like I've lost intimacy with God. I feel like I'm maybe uh, actually not going forward, not moving, not staying still, but I'm actually declining in my faith. Now, I want you to hear this story uh, of Paul in Galatians and his conversation with Peter. Galatians 2, 11 through 16 says, But when Peter came to Antioch, I had to oppose him to his face, for what, he, for what he did was very wrong. Verse 12. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. But afterward, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of criticism from the people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. As a result, other believers, other Jewish believers, followed Peter's hypocrisy, and even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. Hmm. When I saw that they, when I saw that they were not following the truth of the gospel message, I said to Peter in front of them all, "Since you, a Jew by birth, have discarded the Jewish laws and are living as a Gentile, why are you now trying to make these Gentiles follow the Jewish tradition? You and I are Jews by birth, not sinners like the Gentiles." Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have received, and we have believed in Jesus Christ so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right in God's eyes by obeying the law. Now, this might kind of, it's a big block of text, but what, I, what I'm really getting here is that Peter was doing good, right? Like, Peter was doing what God has called him to do. 
he he was testifying the goodness of God, the grace of God, uh, that salvation is in the gospel of God. I mean, look at Acts Acts three. He you know he confronts the Pharisees to their face. I mean, Peter is doing the thing, mm-hmm. and then there's this text here that we see in Galatians, where Paul has to confront Peter because Peter, instead of moving forward in his faith, began to feel stuck. Mm-hmm. And I I love it here. That it actually gives a few reasons what made Peter do this. People who believed differently than he did. Mm-hmm. And because Peter caved and became stuck, he then dragged down other people around him. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we see here that stuck can be a few different things in our life. So let's define a few ways. What would you say, the first, Tyler, the first thing about what might being stuck could be defined as? Mm-hmm. Uh, being stuck, um, I think, well, first of all, I want to mention, I think you kind of mentioned earlier, is that if you are feeling stuck, then I would want to say, almost in a sense, join a club. If you're a Christian, you're probably going to feel this way a lot. True. But because um, we, we are still sinful people that are, we you know, we are saved, but, you know, we still, you know, go through this and feeling like, although we are in Christ, we feel apart from Christ at times. So anyways, but I would say define feeling uh, stuck is, I think we need to ask ourselves is why. Uh, kind of look back, what what's going on, what, maybe what's causing me, in Peter's case, people around him who believe differently, and maybe for us, we need to look and uh, look at it some sin. Have we been dealing with sin that we should have been putting to death, but we're still habitually going after? Mm. And so I think that's one thing, you know, looking, are we are we still chasing after the things, you know, we've been redeemed, we, we are a new creation, but are we still going back to our vomit, so to speak, that we mm. were in before, yeah. and that's why we're still in, are feeling stuck yeah. in our uh, walk with Christ? Yeah, that's good. I think another way that we could define ourselves as being stuck is is if you are a person who, you know, God's called you uh, to be this person, right? To be saved, and whatever that might look like is defined by the Bible, not, not by your thoughts, but defined by the Bible. Um, but you're not being who God has called you to be for various reasons. And we're going to talk about why that might be um, here in a minute, you know, uh, Harper just alluded to one, you know, maybe it's habitual sin in your life that you're not putting to death, or we'll talk about more of that in a second. But, you know, being stuck, you might if you might define yourself as being stuck if you're not being who God's called you to be, is what I'm trying to say. And I think the last, lastly, another, uh, a big reason people feel that they are stuck in their faith because they feel like they have lost intimacy with God, um, that they've had very intimate uh, moments with the Lord, um, praise God for those, right? Sure. That they've had very intimate moments with the Lord, uh, but because they're not having those intimate summer camp style moments, yeah. uh, then they feel like they are stuck in, in their walk with the Lord and not really growing uh, in Christ. Now, if we're not growing in Christ, right? If I'm not growing in the in the fruit of the Spirit and I'm not becoming more and more like Him, then i got to ask myself why for mm-hmm. sure. But there's a problem there's all right i don't want to get too far into this but it's intimacy is a very beautiful thing sure. but there's also a, a backside of that that could be problematic yeah right you know what i'm saying yeah and I, I think where you're going with this correct me if i'm wrong but i think a lot of times and we see it in our culture and, and emotions are, are their beautiful thing god has created us to have emotions yeah. And they're great for us to have. But, man, when we base our whole entire Christian walk off of a moment that we had at an altar at a church camp, and if we, and we're not feeling like that anymore, and, and then we feel like, well, I'm apart from Christ because I'm not feeling how I was when I was at church camp or when, yeah. I, or when I was crying at the altar. Like, 
like the Christianity, it's like I don't want to say it's hard, but it's not just sunshine and rainbows every time. Like it's, it's hard. Not, it's hard. It, it's it really hard. is. And I don't, I don't want to say it was hard to scare you away, but <laughs> we're not gonna um, have that little joyful, tearful, or crying moment at the altar every single second of our life. Like I, I said one time that like God doesn't want to just rent us out for just a weekend for us to have, but man, he, he wants possession over us. He wants to 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 have our yeah. whole being, not just to have us for one weekend yeah. at a church camp. And if that's the case, when we leave that church camp and we're thinking, I got to feel like that all the time, mm. and we leave there, and the, thing, the truth of the matter is, you're not going to feel like that all yeah. the time. And if we think we do, I think that's when we can get mm. into this thing of where I'm feeling stuck. I'm feeling yeah. like I don't even know Christ anymore because I'm not feeling how I did at church camp. Yeah, he doesn't want your weekend. He wants your soul. Sure. You know? He doesn't want your weekend. He wants your soul. I love that. I heard Matt Chandler say that. that wasn't me. <laughs> Matt Chandler said that. I listened to him yesterday. And um, and he was, anyway, he's evangelizing. And he was like, the Lord of creation wants your soul. Mm. And I was like, yeah, he does. <laughs> Thank you, God. Uh, but yeah, man, I completely agree with you. We we, we, we create this this kind of um, this thing after we have those intimate, beautiful moments. And that's what they are, friend. When, when, when you're in a moment and God's presence is tangible and you become emotional, that's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. And, I, and I, I pray that we wouldn't fight against that. Yeah. But what I don't want us to think is that is the, the thing in which if there, that is not transpiring, then that means that God's presence is not near to me. Mm. That could be dangerous. Sure. I could be very dangerous if I think, like, if I'm associating the closeness of God to only an emotional feeling, mm-hmm. right? Like, God's presence is, is a beautiful thing, but if I am associating uh, the presence of God to a feeling, you know what I'll do, man? I will conjure up that feeling yeah. so that way I can feel like God's near to me. Mm-hmm. And and Spurgeon said something like that. Spurgeon said something like, um, woe is the minister that conjures up the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. The you can't conjure up the unction. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, like our faith is founded on who God is, not how he makes me feel. Um, and although I'm very thankful when God's presence is tangible, um, you know, we need to praise God when his presence is tangible. But we also need to praise God uh, when his presence is tangible through our faith and not just our feelings. I think one thing, and I want to... Uh, uh, point you back to scripture and it maybe can help you if you're feeling like this way. I always love this passage and it helped me because I was in this sense of two where I'm not feeling how I was at a certain time and now I'm feeling yeah. stuck. Psalm 42, you hear me reference it a lot when David's crying out, my soul, why are you downcast? Like he, like right now his heart is not, I guess, so to speak, where it is, but he's having to remind himself. He said, no, put your hope in God. He's reminding himself, put my head Right now, my heart is not leading me astray. I need to remind myself of the truth of where my hope is. It's not in my feelings. It's my my soul is downcast right now. But no, put my hope in God and not in how I'm feeling at the moment. And so that's just a scripture to go back to. Psalm 42 is David's feeling really uh, down, but he's you know crying out and saying, "No, no, no, put your hope in God." Yeah, it's good stuff. Very good stuff. Um, so yeah, emotions are great. Emotions are good. We're not basing our praise is not determined off of the way in which we feel uh, because friends guess what a lot of days i don't feel good does that mean i just don't worship god yeah no no no. he's still good there, he's still good he's still good all right so let's get into kind of like the meat of what we're going to talk about um and, and that's where the whole the whole process of this is 
uh, being stuck. Like, what do we do if I feel like I'm stuck in my faith? And I think before we can determine some applications about what we can do if we're stuck in our faith, we need to first define why might we be stuck, Mm -hmm. right? And I think the first one that we need to definitely cover is um, one that we mentioned already, uh, but we kind of need to talk a little bit more about it, this unrepentant sin. Mm -hmm. We know uh, the Bible is very clear um, that unrepentant sin... Um, it is a separation between us and God. And, and even though like we might have a uh, faith in Christ, if there's something, if there's something in my life that God's got his finger on and he's saying, give that to me, mm. but I'm saying, no, I'm not yeah. giving this to you. Look, I, I'm making a decision. I, I'm, there's a decision that he's given me to, to willfully give something to him. That way he can destroy, uh, take advantage and destroy it hmm. or I'm willfully making a decision to be disobedient. Sure. And if I'm willfully making a decision to be disobedient friends, then uh, yeah, that's going to leave to me being stuck in my faith. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I would say too, man, I think a lot of times when we think it's believers, we think that, man, I'm not supposed to sin anymore. Right. Like we're not going to be perfect, yeah. but I think we think when, we feel God convicting us. It's him shaming us. And, you know, your favorite psalm, uh, Psalm 32, yeah, is that favorite his psalm. heavy hand was heavy upon me. And, like, his heavy hand of, you know, driving us to want to repent is actually a sign of his grace to us. Mm, because we love. know if we confess our sins, First John chapter 1, you've been with us at what? He is faithful, friends, and he is just to forgive us. And so instantly, look, instantly not if you do this, yeah, if you do God. that. But, and so we look, if there's unrepentant sin, and man, if there is, repent of the sin, because we are met with the good and gracious king that will give us uh, grace and mercy. Yeah, so, like, th- that's good news, brother. Like, if, if you have unrepentant sin in your heart and the, and the Lord's heavy hand is upon you, that is good. Man, hey, the, the, quite the contrary, you, your, your conscience could be seared with a hot iron and not have any regrets mm, yeah. or thoughts with that. And then this, then this conversation is completely different. Mm-hmm. If you have no regrets or, 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 or thoughts about the sin that you have in your life, habitual sin that you have in your life, and the blatant disregard for God that it creates, then, then our question is not being stuck in our faith. Our question here is now, uh, I do, do you have faith at all, yeah. right? Um, and that, so I, I think that's really good. I, one of my favorite texts, is, uh, and you're going to know when I start saying it, is uh, godly sorrow brings forth repentance that leads to salvation. salvation yeah. So godly sorrow, we would like to equate sorrow to a, to a horrible thing, but, but we, we forget the word that, that prefaces <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> we forget the word that prefaces uh, sorrow. That the what the the word that defines the type of sorrow that it is is godly. It's not unholy sorrow. It's not evil sorrow. It's godly sorrow. Mm-hmm. So the sorrow that leads to repentance, that then therefore leads to salvation, friends, is a godly sorrow. So if we're feeling conviction for unrepentant sin in our heart, we shouldn't be mad at God and shake our fist at God. We should say, God, thank you yeah. for the godly sorrow in my life that has helped me realize that I need to give you something. Yeah. So friends, if you feel stuck in your life and unrepentant sin is the cause of that, then stop going, why can I why am I feeling stuck in my life? How can I move past that? Give the Lord your unrepentant sin. Yeah. Cast 
your sorrows. Cast the weight in which you are not able to bear, friends. Let me tell you, the the the, the weight of sin that is that is upon your shoulders can only lead you to one place unless you get, give that sin to the Lord. Mm-hmm. An unrepentant sin in your heart will leave you to a place. Lead you, not leave you. It will leave you there, but lead you to a place of uh, feeling stuck in your faith. Mm-hmm. I think another thing, and we'll talk about the other side of it, like how do I get out of it in a second, uh, but another thing that can leave us feeling stuck in our faith is a lack of spiritual discipline in our mm-hmm. life. Sure. Um, and we'll talk about more in just a second uh, about those spiritual disciplines, like how we should go about doing those to get out of this feeling stuck mm-hmm. stage. Uh, but uh, spiritual disciplines, what we mean by that is like, uh, daily disciplines with the Lord, um, prayer, uh, Bible reading, and I'm not talking about just like reading. Your, I'm not talking about opening. And I'm talking. I'm talking to you. If you're, if this is, if this is you that uh, does this, I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> uh, the person who just pulls up uh, their verse of the day on their phone. Yeah. And um, it's like, oh, it's nighttime. I'm going to bed. Let me read the verse of the day. Friend, <laughs> that is not spiritual discipline. That is the lack thereof, yeah. spiritual discipline. Read your Bible. You read um, and looked at Instagram for six hours today. You can read your Bible. Sure. All right. <laughs> so read your Bible. Pray. Pray. Okay. Have friends that love the Lord and be involved with fellowship with them. Go to church. Yeah. Okay. What, what what am I missing? Uh, Not only read it, but apply the readings yeah, to yeah, your yeah. life. Meditate on it. Meditate yeah. on it. Meditate on it for sure. Um, and do these things and uh, and become in worship. Yeah, worship. Uh, which which worship we you you hear us talk all the time here. It's not just about uh, singing music, although it is. It's a position, a posture of our heart. Yeah. And so, um, set your mind like Colossians says. Set your set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are below. I love that text. Mm-hmm. Um, that is worship. I love that when when we're when we're setting our mind and our hearts on the things that are above. Uh, we are, in essence, worshiping. Sure. Yeah. Uh, thirdly, another reason why we might feel stuck in our faith is uh, a lack of knowledge in who God is. Um, because we know that faith comes, an extension of faith comes from a knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't know anything about God, friends, uh, then we're not going to have a very deep faith. I heard somebody say one time, um, the Western church, and we should say the modern church, the modern church's faith uh, is about as wide as the Atlantic Ocean, but as deep as a puddle. Yeah. And what he means by that is like, oh yeah, there's a numerous amount of people who claim Christianity, but their depth of the knowledge of God is shallow. Yeah. It's so shallow. And um, if you want to know, and we'll get into this in a moment, but if you want to know and ex- expand your faith and, and get out of this stuck feeling that you're in, um, then you need to know who God is. Tozer said it. Yeah. What you, what you think? What you think when you think about God is the single most important thing about us. Yeah. And so, uh, hey, what you think when you think about God is the single most important thing about you. And you need to ask yourself right now: What do I think about God? Mm-hmm. When's the last time you spent five minutes just telling God who He is to you? Can do you have the knowledge to sit for five minutes and talk about how good God is? Mm-hmm. And say more than God, you're good. And, that, and the knowledge of God comes from our spiritual discipline. Yeah. Being in our word. Only thing it comes from, brother. Only thing it comes from. Uh, another thing, we're going to skip that fourth one because we're kind of running out of time. Um, 
Uh, now, if you know, sometimes just to be real with you, friends, like you can be knowledgeable about the Lord. You can have. Uh, as soon as sin approaches in your life, you repent of it. You can have good spiritual disciplines. But guess what? We live in a fallen world, and sometimes life just kind of slaps you in the face. It's hard, man. It's hard, and and um and that's fine. Yeah. We know we have a hope that other people don't have. Yeah. They they have a hope that's perished. We have a hope that's alive. Yeah. First Peter says we have a living. We've been born again to a living hope, friends. Yeah. A living hope. So you know, life's hard, but we have a living hope. Mm. Life's hard, but I have a living Savior. Life's hard, but I have a spirit that's alive within me. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave lives within you. And so, like, bro, yeah, like, things get hard, and I feel stuck in my life. But I guess it's, it shouldn't be the norm, um, but it does happen. You know, it does happen. All right, we've talked a lot, so let's kind of move to the end of this. What are some practical ways to get out of being stuck? Now, we first talked about unrepentant sin, so if unrepentant sin has caused me to feel stuck in my life, then what can I do to purge myself of that so I can get out of this stuck feeling? Yeah, we, uh, we well, first of all, I think we need to pray, mm-hmm. ask God to reveal these things to us. What's going on? Like, cry out to God, like, God, what, what is making me feel stuck in my life? Mm. And look, if you're his child, I assure you, he does not want you to feel stuck in your walk. Like, he yeah. wants you to grow up into salvation, grow yeah. in, in, in your knowledge and love for him, friends. And look, if we cry out to God, pray for God to reveal the things that are causing me to stumble, causing me to feel stuck in my faith, then he, he will reveal those things to us. Mm. And as, you know, Cade mentioned, and we, as believers, we have the Spirit living inside of us. And if that's sin, if that's people around us, we have the power, not because we're powerful, but because Him living inside of us is powerful, to put those things to death and cause us to get out of this rut that we're feeling all the time. So pray, ask God to reveal these things to us. That's so good. And when He does, learn from your mistakes, Mm -hmm. repent, and turn. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, friend, from experience. When you are exposed to the things that have caused you to feel stuck in regards to your sin, learn from that mistake, repent of it, and turn. That's what repent means. It means to turn 180 degrees and go the opposite Mm -hmm. way. And when that ugly thing sticks its face back up again, turn. You've learned from your mistake. Don't go down that road. Don't go down that road because it only leads right back to where you are right now. Stuck. All right. Uh, secondly, learn how to do the basics really well. Um, so, like, what we're talking about is the spiritual disciplines. You know, um, some things that could cause me to feel stuck in my faith if if I lack spiritual disciplines. And so, uh, a response to that to be out to get out of being stuck in this is to learn how to do the basics really well. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, you know, I was thinking about Tua. Uh, you know, he's a dog this year right now. Let's just hope and pray, Lord, please don't let Tua get hurt, okay? You know, he's prone. Um, so, but, you know, I don't know y'all saw him the other day. He did this, like, no-look shovel pass. Me and Harper were, were hype about it. Yeah. Uh, it was dirty. He looks like a point guard for the Miami Heat out there. Magic Johnson. I know, dog. He was so <laughs> sick. But let me tell you, I assure you, he wasn't doing that when he was eight years old. You know? He was learning footwork. He was learning how to take a snap. He was learning how to hand the ball off. And he did that over and over and over and over and over again. And a couple of concussions in between. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, But he was doing that over and over and over again. And then he started throwing slants and maybe throwing some post routes. He he grew to that place in his life that he could do something like that. Yeah. He, He had to learn 
uh, the basics first. You have to do the basics really well. So that's what we're talking about, friends. Like we want you to be this uh, this mature Christian one day who who is able to go through the 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 fallen world's worst. I mean, uh, death, depression, the hardest things in life, but still have a firm foundation in Christ. We want you to be there one day. Yeah. But for you to get there. Yeah. You need to be good at the basics. Yes, yeah, you got to learn how to do the spiritual discipline. Yeah, that's what I'm it's saying. you got to learn the spiritual discipline. something that's kind of pressing me right now, It's in, and especially in prayer, I think we have a tendency, and I know we're going long, but I think we can just run to God when things are, quote-unquote, well in life, mm. and we forget to go to Him, when th- or the vice versa, oh, vice versa, <laughs> vice versa, only go to God when uh, things are really bad and don't really care about Him when things mm. are well. Yeah. And I think that can cause us to feel stuck at times where we have this unbalanced or imbalanced relationship or prayer life where yeah. I go to him on only a certain basis yeah. when I need something. And Genie mm-hmm. Lamp, we can get into that, but we'll move past I was going to go into that, but <laughs> I won't. I'll, and it goes back to the whole lack of knowledge. Yeah. You know, when when you're lack, when you don't have a a, a, a a large knowledge, not even large, but just a decent knowledge of who God is. It's a basic knowledge. Basic knowledge of who God is, then you'll abuse who he is. Yeah. And um and you'll think he is your possession instead of you being mm, his possession. Yeah, that you're his God and you tell him what to do. <sighs> Man, that's blasphemy. Yeah, it's blasphemy. And and I think sometimes we don't do that on purpose. You know, I don't think we're I don't think people do yeah. that. Uh, but uh, lack of knowledge, knowledge will lead yeah. you into doing some pretty stupid stuff. Yeah. Um, bad theology hurts people, bro. Yeah. It does. <laughs> Bad theology hurts people. So um, I would say, though, you know, a lack, like let's go into that next thing, like a lack of knowledge, you know, um, will definitely affect you. Like if you don't know who God is, uh, then it is more difficult to trust him completely with your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the more I learn about God, the more passion I have for God, the more passion and love I have for his creation, the more I find out about how good he is, it makes me want to be a better me because it see I've seen the grace in which he's poured out on me. And then I say, you know what? These other people deserve that from me. Sure. Like, like a, a, a knowledge of who he is and what he's done will create in me a desire to do more for him. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And so, like, you need to expand your knowledge. Read books, friends. Yeah. Listen to podcasts. We listen to NBA Youngboy, whatever his name is, but we don't want to listen to anything about the Lord. We we come here on a Wednesday night, and we might get teary-eyed. The Lord convicts you of this crap, and then we walk out, and we don't care. Pick yourself right back up. I'm so tired of that, I brother. I'm so it's tired a, of never that. It's cycle, and we keep doing it, friends, and guess what? We're going to feel... Stuck. <laughs> Stuck. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you I'm picked up. I'm about to scream right now, dude. <laughs> Stuck. Yeah. And I'm I, I want to. The one thing, man. I want to. That knowledge of God, man. Let's grow in our knowledge of His grace mm. and His love for yeah. us, because, man, as Christians, we're talking to believers right here who's still stuck in their faith. Yeah. Um, know that although you were stuck, and it goes back to that emotional standpoint, that God, He still loves you. He still shows you grace yeah. right now. I think I heard uh, Mike Winger say this. It's probably been a few months ago. I'm probably going to butcher it. Anyways, he says that. Do you believe that you know if you're a believer that God is near to you is when you were when you sin or is when yeah. you were you know quote unquote at your best like friends He's near to His children. Yeah, like He's near to us when you Romans know when five eight. Yeah, he, almost five. Yeah, when we're screwing up, man, He's still near to us. And like we going back to Him convicting us, sign of His grace, wanting us to repent so we can enjoy Him and not feel this staggering relationship with Him. And, I, and again, we've said it a lot. That just comes from our knowledge of him. Grow in your knowledge of his grace and his love for you, friends. And if you do, it won't turn out to be 
sin all the more. You'll understand the grace and knowledge leads to killing sin, repenting mm. of sin, and growing in holiness. Mm, that's so good. What did uh, John Owen say? Be killing sin or, or to be, be killing, killing you. you. Yeah. That's, that's true stuff, brother. Be killing sin or it will be killing you. That Puritan knew what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, friends, like if you, if you want to grow in your knowledge, um, this is gonna. I'm gonna leave you with this, and Hart might have something else to say. But um, ask us, yeah, man. Ask us. What can I do? We've created a whole resource wall with hundreds of dollars of of resources that are free for you to have to grow in your faith, grow in the knowledge and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. That that answer ask simple questions that might be you know complex. Uh, to you, you know, like, are people morally good, you know? What is the gospel? What is faith? Why are bad things in the world? You know, like, there there are things over there for you to read, to grow. If you have a problem with your phone and it distracts you from... Um, from from being able to do the things you think God's called you to do, then there is a, a book over there that's going to help you. It's called Redeeming Your Phone Time. Mm. I mean, th- we have created opportunities for you to go in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to read books, listen to podcasts, ask us, because there's a lot of junk out there, and we don't want you listening to some junk. Yeah. But ask us some things we would love to tell you about. Hey, if you're a guy... Go on Amazon right now or send me a message and I'll buy it for you. Thoughts for Young Men by J.C. Ryle. Beautiful. Which... W- wonderful book. It, it'd be it's perfect. He wrote it to young men. Yeah. All right. Um, ladies, you know, there's there's <clears throat> fantastic books out there. Uh, Captivating um, by Stacey Eldridge. Uh, Twelve Extraordinary Women by jo- uh, uh, Johnny Mac, by John MacArthur. John Mark, yeah. um, there's, there's fantastic biblical true orthodox uh, material out there that will help you grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that will then in turn grow your, your ability to have grace for other people. Mm-hmm. It will grow your ability to love God and not be contended, not not be um, um, in desperate for your feelings to be associated with that. It will create in you an opportunity for you to serve Right, just for the fact that you want to give God your life, yeah. and not so you can be patted on the back, it will create in you a lot of biblical fruit um, that resembles Christ, yeah. because you are becoming more like Him, because you see who He is and what He's done, and and you're filling your heart up with that instead of the nonsense of the world. Yeah, grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You got anything else, brother? Yeah, I was gonna say, it, and the thing is, man, we as believers, you you gotta long for those things, man. You gotta long to get out of this rut we're in. I think of First Peter again. That's a great uh, book, but he, he talks about he says, like newborn infants, long for the spiritual milk, so you can grow up into salvation, friends. Long for these things. Don't yeah. just be content with being stuck. Well, it's just kind of faith I have. Just yeah. kind of walk with God I have. That's bull crap. Yeah long for these things man and as Kay was saying those books we have text us whatever it is man we're here to help you guys and so that's all i have cool cool we love you guys um you'll hear from us soon take care